When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that and uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Yeah, Sean, I got to say that your Mongolian stories are hilarious, especially the toilet yeah. paper like yeah, people don't they, stuff happen, <laughs> especially when you're abroad. This is true. And it's like the other things, you know, like hot water, for example, showering in a bucket. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's not that bad, but like toilet paper, like you're in a pinch if you're you don't have any. So oh, this, here's a story. Never told this one on footwork. So me, uh, my American friend, my three Japanese teammates were at a team barbecue out in like the middle of nowhere with the team. And we see this massive mountain out in the out in the probably like i don't know a mile away it looks close but it's not close at all so we yeah. start hiking we're hiking up this thing hiking up hiking up we finally get there there's wild horses we see foxes crazy and then like dude i gotta take a shit <laughs> <laughs> but like there's nothing around here so keep in mind to get to this place we had to crawl under like a few farms and like their barbed wire fences and i cut my shirt the back of my shirt yeah. was all ripped oh, no. it was, uh, and it was and it was you know michael murphy murph the protector like mm. Navy SEAL from, yeah. So it was his shirt, that shirt. It's like the workout on it. So I was like, man, you know what? It would be dope to like leave his shirt in Mongolia, you know, on top of this mountain and use it to the most of it. <laughs> so, you used, oh man. I did what I had to do. And his shirt is now forever in Mongolia on a Covered mountain in. that I don't think a person will ever go to ever again. So it's there. Did you like hang I it up? Any? Did you put a stick down and like put it up? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't find any sticks, but it's it's definitely laid properly. I wonder how he would. I wonder how he would feel knowing that you used his shirt as toilet paper oh, I mean, on the top I of a mountain just, in Mongolia. Totally honored. I mean, it was all ripped already. It was the entire back, basically from the neck to the to the bottom, was ripped from this fence, and yeah, it was trash essentially. So I was like, you know what? Why not? If we ever make then, footwork merch, <laughs> like I would be honored if someone used it as toilet paper, 100%. Oh, and leave it somewhere like that? I mean, that, right. that, that piece of all dirt right. will probably never be all crushed right. again. Let's, all right, we got to keep going. All right, and that's it for today. So I'll see you next time. <laughs> so if you guys, you guys have noticed, we have a new voice on the pod today. Um, this is my boy, Patrick Sullivan. We played together um, one year at um, Grititan in Sweden, which was a hell of an experience. I'm sure we'll get into a bunch today. But um, Pat, you've played now how many years out of college? Um, about three now, three and a half. Might be pressing three and a half, yeah. So kind three and a half, and you played at you played at Spook Rock, correct? <laughs> Slippery Rock. Slippery Rock. <laughs> I was like, Spook Rock? What is this? Yeah, was Halloween a, joke? I you were uh, I'm a little, because people call it like the slimy pebble and other stuff. So I thought you were throwing some shade, but I never heard Spook Rock before. No, honestly, honestly, I just I had a brain fart there. It's, I'm, it's after training. I'm a little tired right now. So I'm sorry. In the man. Halloween spirit. <laughs>
That's a great start to the podcast. Got it. Our guest's college wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So we played at um, Slippery, the slipperiest of rocks. And then you, and then what, what, give us a little details uh, about what happened after that. Yeah. So I finished up my senior year. We didn't have too good of a year. And I, I mean, I was basically just like any other kid, you know, Googling tryouts, you know, how to break into the pro game. And I came across soccer visa. I mean, you guys know that situation. So I went out to Connecticut or I think it was like probably actually around this time last year, three years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And we're heading towards November. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had to go to that, um, qu- like the qualifier thing, you know? Yeah. That, so it was like an ID camp, right? <laughs> yeah. I had to go to, make, the first to make sure that you're not playing with baseball cleats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And I did like really well. And then Joe was like, yeah. And then come back the next weekend. So I left. I think it was on a Monday and Tuesday. I had to miss class and stuff. I talked to my professor and she thought I was absolutely insane. She was like, what are you, like, why? Really? Yeah, I swear, bro. She she tried to knock me attendance points. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is like, I, what if I get a job from it? Blah, blah, blah. And I mean, that's just part of it, though. When you chase the dream, you're going to have people that think you're crazy. But now, did you yeah, tell so, her, like, I want to be a professional football player? And she just looked at you like you had. Yeah, you know. kind of laughed at me, honestly. No, but she's like, her name's Dr. Higgs. She's an awesome person. Like, she was a great advisor, you know, all that stuff. But I think she just, she actually played. She was um, an Olympic athlete for the Welsh field hockey team. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, so I was pretty – I mean, I was a little taken back, but kind of whatever. So, yeah, I did. it was like an eight-and-a-half-hour drive, man. You know, I was there by myself. I stayed probably in – airbnb looking like the size of a closet man like <laughs> <laughs> literally kind of kind of sets the I stage bed, i had a bed a tv probably like as big as a laptop and it had netflix on it and i, and I was chilling you were that. chilling man that was good yeah that's what you need right but but did you get anything after this uh soccer visa so you balled but did you get anything no so i went um so i went back to the showcase weekend what next weekend mm-hmm. and um yeah, that Bjorn guy told me that um, he was going to get me a trial in Iceland. I played really well that those three days, and he said I was going to he was going to try and get me a trial in Iceland. Even Joe said the same thing, and I was like, you know, I was so naive at the time. I was like, oh my god, no way, man! Like, like you think gonna... like it's a hundred percent, right? Yeah, like I'm like sold on it. Like I'm calling my friends on the way home and telling them, that, yo, like, I'm a yeah. pro. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna go get a pro pro contract in Europe, like gonna start in january like i'll have to finish school later like <laughs> and everyone's like oh shit patty yeah and that just i mean that just didn't happen at all and then joe <laughs> hit me up about that you know shit. but that's i mean you learn though like i learned there's a lot of like false promises i would say probably doing this you know yeah i think you also just like until me and sean talk about this all the time until like you're signed on the dot like nothing is official do not ever take someone's word as bible ever yeah, and even even when you, you don't know it's official till you get that paycheck. Honestly, even when yeah. you sign, man, you seriously. And also, you too, you need paid, man. That's a that's a big thing. You can get a contract and pay, for example, but if they don't get your player pass, you can't play. You know? There's so yeah. many things, man. Yeah, it's like other issues with like your previous team not releasing you, and then you're stuck. You know? Yeah, and then the transfer window closes, and then you're screwed. I mean, that 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 can happen, and it's happened actually on my team right now. There's a few players that happened to, it. and it's yeah, like. Yeah, that sucks until until all until everything has come together and and you're playing you're getting paid you know like i never rest anymore you cannot believe (laughs) too many too many things have happened and yeah you you wouldn't believe like how it's just never definite 
but let's come back to Patty. So Patty, you, uh, you didn't get anything in Iceland, unfortunately, but, um, so what happens next? That's like the, that's like the winter of this combine series, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, you and that's where we met is on that showcase trip in, uh, in Iceland. You know, in Iceland, we had, yeah. We had a really good team. I thought, honestly, man, for sure. I thought me and you did very well against, um, Valor. Valor. Right? Yeah. Probably like what Icelandic champions, champions league qualifiers, like, yeah, I think they were just they were just short of Champions League. I think they've I think they've made the Europa League before. I can't remember. Yeah, but they're, they're like the best team. They qualifiers, but they always got bounced early, so they yeah. got to Europa. League yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did well, but amongst uh, that's a sore subject. Amongst a snowstorm, there was a there was a a winter hurricane, as they said, a winter hurricane when we were in Iceland. Um, no, that- I thought we were going to die on the way to that game, bro. No, <laughs> I forgot about that. Patty, tell yeah, go go on about that game. Yeah, so what we – no, this was – so actually how it started is there was a team in, like, the fourth tier that wanted to, like, bring me on trial, and we were going to play after we played that one – who was it, IA we played? IA Acronase or something like this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was supposed to play with a team after that, and my game – my trial game got canceled because of the winter hurricane. And then so we still somehow went on that bus trip, man. The, I literally thought I was going to die, man. We were riding. I don't even, like, I don't even know what type of bus it was. Like, just like a travel, like a. <laughs> it was like a, even, it, it was like one of those, it's like a, a big van, really. Yeah, and it's just snow. You can't see anything. Like, yo, and then remember we, did you remember when we saw that dude walking his dog outside? In the, in the dude, there is nothing around. It's literally for miles, it seems like there yeah. is nothing. And it's complete snowstorm. And yeah, this guy just walking his dog like a random Tuesday, just getting it done. Yeah, it's funny though. It's cool though when you go there and you see the culture. Like that's just everyday life to them. That's like nothing. That's just absolutely. That was crazy though. Yeah, we barely made it in that snowstorm to go play that game. (laughs) Yeah, we we lost that game too. It sucked because we were better than them. Yeah. So yeah, we. I think that was a good experience. But like, like I've mentioned and. Now you, we both didn't get anything in Iceland, but we had a very similar next step, right? <laughs> yeah, land of the free, gritty time. <laughs> land of the free. Oh man. Ah, uh, yeah. So basically, we we uh, the the founders there at Soccer Visa, when we didn't get anything in Iceland, they had a bunch of us that said, um, "Off recommendation, we'll send you to this team." in in sweden grititan as pats is the land the land of the free now um for me it was a difficult decision for you was it like were you were you definitely in from the get-go or like what was your thought process it was a no-brainer man because it was my um first thing out of college like i was so naive at the time you know i didn't care where it was i just wanted to play i was looking back on i probably would have i don't know maybe i would have made a different decision but i always look at it like you know, you just got to do what you got to do, man. Like even, you know, like that's kind of how I looked at it. Yeah. It was not a great situation, but I mean, we made the most of it. <laughs> we definitely made the most of it. Oh man. And hold on, hold on. Let's, let's stop there though, but p- explain the situation because I I know it, but like, it's such a crazy who was on the team. Just explain that whole part because that's insane for people that don't know. Yeah. So there was what Dylan? Eight, eight of us from uh, soccer season that went. It, it it changed throughout the season, but I think it started off with eight. Yeah, and we lived 
no joke, in a, in a three-bedroom apartment <laughs> with grown men. Uh, yeah, I lived in the. I was in the. I was in the living room. Yeah, was well, this, first, uh, first night you slept there in that tiny closet with Julian, you two like two beds yeah. were like touching each other. Oh my god, it was smaller than a dorm room, like straight up. I remember. I remember. Uh, I walked in the house. And um, I'm like, we've been talking, we had a group chat already. We've been talking like, oh, like guys, we're going to perform. We're going to, you know, win the league. We're going to make our way up quickly. Like, it's going to be a great time. We're going to get better. And I just remember walking in being so excited after a long day of travel. And I get there and I, I look at seven other faces looking back at me because I was the last one there. And they, you guys may have been there for a day and you all just looked depleted like you looked like the life had been sucked out of you you looked at me like oh you're not gonna be happy yo <laughs> like i think i think it was marcus maybe it was you you're like wait till you see where you're sleeping <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too funny and it was easter weekend the first weekend we got there and like what people don't understand is like a small town in europe on a holiday weekend it, they shut down. I mean, like everything is closed. Like it's I barely crazy. got. I barely got there. Yeah, like first weekend, Easter weekend, not a thing's open. There's like eight feet of snow on the ground. We would just walk to the grocery store for something to do. <laughs> like, this is so true though. We'd be like, "Is anyone? Is anyone trying to go to the grocery store?" Like, <laughs> I went three times today. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. speaking of the grocery store, is this not, this is the team where uh, condiments were a problem, right? Yeah, we one a week. We could only get ketchup, but we we couldn't we couldn't get ketchup and barbecue sauce. We had to pick one or the other. Struggle, man. Oh, it's man. you you really start to question life when you're when you're faced with ketchup or barbecue sauce because you got to think for a whole week like what, a, what am I gonna make? What? I mean. <laughs> Pat, what were you going for there? Ketchup or barbecue sauce? Pat, actually, fun fact, Pat had a shipment from the U.S. And it was, it it arrives, man. And it's this massive box, like huge. And it's just a care package that, was it your mom? Yeah, my mom. Yeah, yeah. His mom sent. And there was like 10 10 of us are huddled around looking at what's inside this box. (laughs) Pat looks like he's a kid on Christmas. He opens up. Huge thing of Frank's Red Hot Sauce is the first thing I see. Like, what else was there, Pat? What else was in this care package? Uh, just like protein, you know, candy, pop tarts. My mom's the best, man. You know, I'm like, what, what candy? I can't remember. There was like, was there like Oreos okay. or something? It was a big thing, like one of them ginormous bags of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, you know. Poor Pat. People asking him for a Frank's Red Hot Sauce because we're probably out of barbecue <laughs> sauce like, no. that week. And and Pat would be like, "All right, you get you get two drops." <laughs> Literally, brother. I couldn't. I I love you. I love you guys to death, man. But I could not share that. That was the one thing. I completely understand, well, man. I completely understand. Well, let's let's go into it. Besides some of the funny stories. So, I mean, God, we were there for a full season and. We're the champs, baby. Oh, yeah. Division four champs, man. Division four champs. Um, let's, let's go into that. Let's, I, I want to start with, um, I want to start with the other teams and the referees. Oh, my God. So, so give us, give us your experiences with that. 
Well, what do you want to go first with the other teams? Or should we just say that the other teams and the referees all hated us? <laughs> it was one giant conspiracy. Let's start it at that. <laughs> they hated us, I wonder us, why. I mean, yeah, I get it. We're all, we're all American, yeah. I totally, yeah. I totally get it. I, I, yeah. I think one time um, Omar um, asked, uh, like, something like, why did you call that, like, is it because we're American? And the guy was like, yes. <laughs> and we're like, whoa, that sounds like an admission of guilt. Man, they hated us. We literally played against 14 people every game. Like, we did not – like, it could be an obvious slide tackle in the box, and, like, we're not getting that pen. Like, there's no way. There's not Someone a chance. Someone could take a handball off the line, we're not getting that pen. Like, we literally had to play against 14 people every Saturday. It was tough. I, I we mean – got it done. We did get it done. Patty definitely held it down in the back. Um, so, I mean, Pat, I know we, we definitely have some more stories, but, like, w- yes, it was a tough time, but, like, do you feel like it helped shape you as a player or kind of solidify that this was something that you were, like, ready to still chase and, like, this was yeah. just the start? Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that was the big thing was doing something like that, going to a small town where, like, there's nothing to do besides, like, play ball. So, like, Mm. to me, like, it was tough, but it kind of just showed, like, what you really have to do and, like, focus on every day to, like, really make it, you know, to be able to get paid to do what we do. So, like, it was a really good learning experience. It was really tough. Like, I mean, mentally, it was so hard, man. But all in all, like, I think it was a positive experience in a way. Like, we had an awesome time. I mean, we made really good friends from it. But at the same time, it just, like, it just showed how much you really have to sacrifice, I think, to, like, do what we do. I think that's the biggest thing. Especially, like, as a – I mean, it wasn't my start. Um, We'll get into that later because we we have very similar stories in a way. But, but, um, yeah, so it being, like, your first start, I feel like, you know, it being – not what you probably thought you said you were naive a little bit it's not yeah. it's not like you know glamorous and such but it's after that it could make you or break you like some yeah. some people could like stop and give up the dream um but for you that was no question it was it was going to continue right yeah no question man i mean even when i started in college when i started um right after senior year i i didn't even apply for like one real job like this was like this is what i'm gonna do like yeah. there was no plan b this was like i'm doing this i don't care where i gotta go like this is what i'm doing and what 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 jobs have you have you held um as like as part-time as you're chasing this dream um i coached back home for a club called arsenal and i worked at i worked at whole foods uh after sweden wow yeah i was a i was a cashier assistant man i bagged groceries 40 hours a week standing six five just towering over (laughs) these these (laughs) These people as they come in and they and they swipe their organic cheeses and soy cheeses. <laughs> great place. I got like a twenty five percent discount. My mom loved it. It was a it honestly was a great place to work for. Hell yeah. <laughs> they probably they probably have great barbecue sauce there. <laughs> so so but let's go back to that. So why did you you know, I'm I'm assuming this was not where did this thought of playing professional, where did this start? Um you know, was this in college? Was it before college? Was it after college? Like, where did this begin yeah, yeah. Uh, growing? So it started definitely, I would say in college. So I actually played at Duquesne for two years in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But I played, I played like five minutes in two years. Like, I was 
that guy like at the end of the bench that, that I don't I didn't even travel on like one away trip with Duquesne. So I, I was at a point there where I was like really frustrated with the game and everything. And I decided my dad was like, why don't you just transfer to like Slippery Rock? Like, you know, you'd probably play like every game. And I was like, at the time, I was never thinking about going pro or anything because I was like, I just wanted to play soccer and like have fun because, you know, in college at first I wasn't really thinking about that. And then my first year at Slippery Rock, I had like a great year. I we um, we won the conference championship. I started every game, played like every minute. So like the like I was at like an all time low at Duquesne, and then Slippery Rock I was at an all time high. And I think going there and like playing the game again and playing games and just winning and like obviously winning a championship, I think it really gave me like that like self-confidence, I think, and that self-belief that I was missing at Duquesne. And after that, I was kind of like, all right, like, yeah, you know, I do want to try and go pro. So then that next summer, going into my junior year, I moved up to Erie Commodores and I played for like an MPSL team, which was a really cool experience because I was the very first time where I like got out of my comfort zone and I went somewhere where I didn't know anyone again. And I just and I had to compete for a spot against really good players. And that was really eye opening to me where I, again, didn't play the first like four games. And then I finally started playing and I got it. That's just more confidence. Like as I kept playing, I just got so much more confident and confident and confident. And that was probably it. Probably my junior year is really when I started to think like, OK, like I can definitely do this. Like my junior year, I made all conference. I made like all region. So like I got like those awards that obviously give like a player like a lot of confidence. And that's kind of where it started. Yeah, I mean, that's a great example, too, of how just changing your environment could be all it takes in any situation. You know, you yeah. were probably miserable at Duquesne uh, because oh, you're yeah. not playing, you know, and you're you're not even part of the team. And then here you go the next year and you're, you know, the, the star of the team and then making all conference and so on. I mean, our guest, uh, Kim DeCesar, she spoke about that. Like, you don't fall out. You don't fall out of love with the game. You just hate your, your environment. So change yeah, the environment. It's, it's not the game that you hate. Yeah, it's no, so it's, true. So true. So, so you, you played a little bit in the, it was MPSL, then you went to Sweden with me. We, we enjoyed some good times. Some, uh, one more story that just popped to mind was, um, so as the, as the year went on, um, we, we gained like a couple more Americans because we just like didn't really have any other, like we had a couple other players, but we didn't really have, too many players left it was a very thin bench and um i remember one kid came to training one time and he he had his phone in his pocket oh my god oh i forgot about that oh my god <laughs> we're like we warm up and then we like you know we do like a, a like a rondo we're, we're kicking it around and um yeah this kid like the ball goes away and the kid like pulls his phone out and we like all <laughs> kind of look at each other like what is going on? We were doing rondos, right? Yeah, he did just rondos. And he just checks it casually, puts it back in his pocket, and he's ready to go again. <laughs> Rocking some sweatpants. Oh, my God. The bathing suit kid's the best story. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> this kid, Sean, this kid showed up in a bathing suit. Like, he had bathing suit shorts on. <laughs> he's ready for the uh, rain. He was Maybe ready. He's, just, just, he's ahead of everyone else. He was yeah, ready. He couldn't even, like, I don't want to be harsh, but man, he couldn't even like pass the ball. Bro. <laughs> like, <I don't... laughs> that was. I think he was one. I think that was his first and last practice. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I think he came one more time, and then we told Dina we were like, "Yeah, these kids can't come anymore, man." Come yeah, on. Yeah, like our. I mean, props to our coach because he was. Yeah, he's in the same position as us. Dino, is it Simpson or Sibson? I think it's Sibson. Sibson, second one. So our, we had we had like 11, 10, 11 Americans, sometimes eight, and um, an English coach. <laughs> From like he was he was like from Liverpool area from like up there, and I mean he just he he really did make the best out of him. I really appreciate him for that because the club kind of you know didn't give him the resources either, and so he ran some really good sessions with us and with us like in small groups too because you know he's a young guy just trying to make it. So yeah, he was a phenomenal coach, man. Yeah, I'd say that he – I learned the most from him. Um, oh, hands down, dude. Like, he was unbelievable. He, he just tactically, he just knew everything. I was like, damn, are all English people like this? <laughs> <laughs> he was unbelievable, now, man. Now, Pat, how do you – I know Dylan, this wasn't his first stint, but how do you keep your motivation when you're at this club? Because, like you said, you guys didn't really know all the info, and it was a much lower league than I'm sure you would imagine – um and but at the same time you're gonna make the best of it because you're there right it's your first stint how do you keep going uh with this of course maybe it's different when you have americans with the same drive like all right maybe this is not what we wanted but let's make the best of this let's win this year and then get promoted and then see see where that goes yeah so i I think a big part honestly has to be like the group of guys that we were with like we trained all the time together like without those guys i would have left after like a month like honestly like we all like kind of we ran it together and you know we really pushed each other and that's uh, to me that was really helpful because being abroad man like I have an immense amount of respect for you two playing abroad because it's not easy like you know being by yourself in a foreign country so having no, those kind of <laughs> I don't know I'm a little different after my experiences <laughs> I have a different uh-huh. I have a different taste for it I'd but say it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no just yeah. to build off what Pat said I think um to to bring it to the to the changes it was like we surrounded ourselves with i mean not even purposely because i mean they were chosen um but i guess we all took this this chance at at this combine and took this chance at like a broad trial so we did surround ourselves with people who shared the same goal and like at the end of the day we just we just had such great times laughing about our situation, like <laughs> making the best out of it. Like the stories we won't even, we won't even get to like a quarter of the stories that we have and the, the people that we met. And um, yeah, I, I totally agree with Pat. I think it would have been tough to, to really stick out that specific situation without that group of guys. Cause we would, we would push each other every day. If someone was slacking off, you know, if our, if our youngest, our, but our youngest home, brother and it would be like yeah, yeah. our youngest brother julian yeah, there, if he was slacking off we'd tell him to get his ass up we're going to the field or we're going to the gym you know it's like there's no excuse but that's all we could do yeah 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 but and and then in terms of to go on the second part i think a lot of it is what i've been learning is like you have to fo- you can't just dwell on the present like just realize like i i learned this in australia big time was like it's all just part of the journey really is what kind of like the big picture like keeping an eye on the big picture for me was was like key because I was just like this is just temporary this is this is almost just like a short-term like 
jail sentence or something and then i'm gonna get it out what did, what did marcus what would marcus say this is the longest summer camp ever <laughs> <laughs> i like that though i like that's a totally good point like especially for people who take their first contract and it's not so glorious or what they thought or what they see other people taking it's like you got to remember that this this is temporary everything is temporary whether it's good or it's bad. So enjoy it for what it is, get the best out of it. And that's good that like you just looked at the big picture the entire yeah, time. Today, honestly, man, I have to, because I mean, you're going to have bad days, like bad weeks sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. so you have to look at part of a journey. It's a story, I got, really. I got to say, Pat played 10 times better after that Frank's Red Hot sauce came through, <laughs> too. Man, my diet's a lot better now compared to the ground beef and rice movement. <laughs> this I was guy on, lived on ground beef, frozen vegetables. <laughs> but yeah, Pat, so uh, I think that's, you mentioned that and you've mentioned this to me before. Is, so you, have you completely changed your diet now? Yeah, I mean, I was a lot, I've been a lot. So I started like a plant-based diet in like beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I, I got off it. But now, like, by doing that, like, I enjoy eating, like, vegetables and stuff more. Like, I still have cheat meals, like, probably once or twice a week. But all in all, like, doing that, like, and I only did it for two months. Mm-hmm. But still just doing that helped me, like, propel me into, like, a better diet. Because other than, like, if I didn't do something like that, I, I'm, I mean, I'm a terrible – I can eat anything, so. All right, cool. So, I, I, I like this – I like this concept. So, you felt like you needed a massive change to go all the way. And then you could come back to, like – like a healthy medium. Yeah. So like, cause so in 2019 was like the longest playing year of like my life, like hands down. I, I went to Australia in January. So I played from January to July and then I went to, so I went from mid season in from Australia mid season to preseason with the Philadelphia Fury. That whole thing happened two games club went broke, blah, blah, blah. Then I moved out here. We'll get into that. I was playing from here from September to like December. So I literally almost went 12 months on a calendar year of playing. And wow. I this wow. time last year, I was getting like, I just felt so like, I don't want to say burnt out, but I was just so like, I just wasn't like fresh or like feeling like feeling good. Like I feel like I was going to training and like a little sluggish. So I just I mean, kind of completely like, makes sense. Yeah. So I just kind of realized that like, I have to change something like something has to change. Like, and I, and at, the diet, time, at the time, what were you eating? What was your diet like? Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible, <laughs> man. I was eating like for breakfast, I would eat like on the way to training, I'd grab like donuts from like 7 Eleven. Like, oh no, like <laughs> for lunch, I would like order food. Like, I mean, just I just never really cooked to be honest. I was yeah. eating out a lot, so mm-hmm. like I was still eating like ground beef. Like, but now if and then like when I slowly started changing, I went to like ground turkey. Just and, to know, get like, like a little leaner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just had, it was just small. I restarted really small. And then like, I kind of like eventually like got off all that bad stuff where now it's like, I eat Greek yogurt like every morning with like protein and a lot more fruit, like just stuff. I'm not like big into it, but I, I just know like what makes my body feel good now compared to like eating like trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Cause I, I would definitely say some, some fruit over the, the donuts, but Hey, <laughs> whatever it's like a positive improvement whatever whatever gets that six five engine going bro yeah exactly all right so we actually we have to take a short water break um why do we have to take a short water break dylan we have to take a <laughs> short water break sean a two because minute and 57 
second countdown. Oh, you have it too. Me. Okay, that's good. So um, we 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 don't want to pay for for Zoom Premium right now. Um, so we can only have we can have forty minute meetings, and we're gonna start a new one in a few minutes here. So boys, everyone take a drink. It's halftime. Everyone <laughs> take a pause. Let's refresh. And um, I think we're going down under to Australia next. So we'll see you guys soon. All right, sounds good. So everyone hydrated. Second, second half. We're ready, boys. Everyone, Pat, everyone's Pat ready. Good to go. Made it up. He's buzzing. I can Pat's see him. buzzing. <laughs> I, I was excited for this, man. Can't lie. This, I'm, I'm a big fan. I listen to your guys' show. I think it's awesome, man. It's Appreciate cool that, Patty. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's cool what you guys are doing. But what, what's going on in Germany with COVID and everything? Take it away, mm. Sean. Well, uh, so as of today, breaking news. Um, the season, pretty much everything, it depends on the region, but the season will be stopped for all of November. Um, thankfully for Dill, un, it's not great for me. Uh, our teams play each other this weekend on Sunday, which is November 1st. Uh, and for whatever reason, they're allowing this weekend's games to take place. Even though Well, I think November. everything comes into play November 2nd because nothing's open on Sundays here anyway, so... Right. Restaurants, right. you can only do takeout. Um, retail is shut down. Hotels are shut down. Yeah. Schools are still open. Supermarkets, yeah. pharmacies. Um, so they're trying to do like, they're calling it a lockdown light. So they're trying to lock down, shut down a bunch of stuff, but keep like a lot of jobs and some things going in the economy. But yeah, yeah, it makes sense. We'll see, but we can't even, we're, as of right now, we can't even train. So it's going back to, uh, I'll be going back to kettlebell workouts and, and long runs yeah. again. So <laughs> some hill workouts. Yeah. Back to the yard, Sean. Yeah. How was your guys' training during COVID? At first, real quick, how was training? Um, how were you guys doing during COVID and everything, training on your own without the team environment? Because I really struggled with that. I, I hate not being in the team environment. Yeah. It was, so, I think it was good for us, Sean. You, I just want have a quick point, but I, I think it was yeah. just good for us because Sean and I were both really on the, the same level with it. So it was similar to gritty time when one of us wasn't really feeling. I think the other one came through with some energy and was like awesome. pushing the other one. Yeah, that's so. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like my team had two sessions a week on like a Zoom meeting essentially, but it's like, you know, just calisthenic stuff and, Sure, it's some exercise I wouldn't normally do, and it gets your heart rate going. You got to sweat in, but Dylan and I were doing most of the work. Uh, I'll say, yeah. I'll say, Sean's yeah. Sean's juggling improved tenfold over those <laughs> it months. It did, like, and I got I got, I got some juggling about? skills too. Yeah, he's got some new tricks. Decent. Yeah, and I got some tricks. All right, yeah, I was. Good. I mean, and in the past, I was like, nah, these juggling tricks. What am I going to use these for? But now, you yeah. know, I can it's fun. A it's a good way to get touches. Fun way to get touches. Yeah, it's facts. Yeah, so just like Dylan said, is like we, it was like we had a schedule, and that we just stuck to it. And like if someone wasn't feeling it, it was like, all right, I'll give you ten minutes, drink a coffee, and then we're going. Yeah, it's not like you're not getting out of this. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And ultimately, yeah. like it just made the time so productive because at, at at some point we were just in a schedule, a routine, yeah. and in a good way though. And then yeah, footwork we was created. We would reward ourselves with some call of duty at the end of the day, but that was all good. <laughs> you got to, you got to reward, you got to, what's called um, an atomic habits is like the habit stacking. 
Yeah. So you can reward yourself if you do something productive first. Mm-hmm. Or um, just on a quick on a quick tangent, there's another habit thing. So it's like I think it's also like a version of habit stacking, right, Sean? Yeah, I got I got Atomic Habits right here, actually. So I um I got do you, do you have the new FIFA Pat? Oh, of course, man. I, you on P, are you on PS or Xbox? No, I'm on Xbox, man. All right, well, so that's that that killed our dreams right there. But yeah, no. um, I I I um I bought it and I said to myself like, ah, oh, you could be using your time a little wiser here. So I made like um what's called a habit stack is when I play FIFA, um I can only play if I am also listening to a German podcast or like German YouTube phrases and stuff like that. So it's like, it's somewhat productive, you know? Yeah, that's fair. You play Ultimate Team? I don't. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't spend that much time. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I grind out. I'm an Ultimate Team grinder, man. I grind that out. <laughs> I remember Patty, Patty, used to, Patty used to slap me around in, uh, <laughs> in Sweden. It is what it is. Yeah. Patty, let's, um, let's go down under now. So the, the folks know that I played um, in Tasmania. I got the Tasmania hoodie on for you today. Oh, I don't that. have any Tasmania. I, sh- I can't believe I didn't buy anything. Well, you were out of there quick. So let's go into I, that. So. Yeah, I got out of there ASAP. <laughs> so so um, after, after Sweden, um, we together materialized you with my old team in Tasmania and Australia with uh, Launceston City. Um, I was the yeah. initial agent, I guess, but then Patty handled everything from there. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I got you in touch. So then what happened next? Yeah. So pretty much, it was, it was, I think I remember it was like a week before we left Sweden. So like the timing was like, you know, that's another thing I've learned. And the timing for everything is so important. So like that was pretty lucky because if it would have been a week later, like who knows? Because I remember telling you in the kitchen, they hit you up to come back. And I was like, I was like, if you don't want to go, tell them you got a fire center back that's ready to go to Australia. And I was like, I was like, word? And you were like, word. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because we went on trial with that uh, Safley, and you and Zach both got offered, but I didn't get an offer, so I was kind of stuck. And, yeah, so you put me in touch with them. And, I mean, it was pretty straightforward. They watched my video. They, I think I talked to that Roger, Roger Mees, like, twice on the phone, just talking about, like, the money and stuff, and then, like, pretty straightforward they sent the contract and i think it was around thanksgiving maybe i, I signed the contract and then they, i had a flight out there like january like it was early like january like 12th you went earlier than me because i don't think i went till february yeah they told me they wanted to like get me out there early because like to help like adapt and everything you know i mean i well, I was working at whole foods man i couldn't wait to get out of there <laughs> you know I was, like, <laughs> I was like i'll leave tomorrow man like <laughs> i couldn't wait to get out of there what was that what was that flight like oh bro that was brutal man i I got the worst the worst seat man i was sitting in the very back row next to this big dude who would sleep i was on his right and he would like put his head over like like right right on me man for like 14 hours (laughs) like it's everybody's worst nightmare on a long did you did you get did, did you get his number after no, he. I think he was New Zealander. I don't know. We started talk. We talked footy a little bit because I think maybe they were French or something. Because they asked what I was doing because they, they could, just could tell I was American. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But either either way, so you touched down. Um, you're playing for Launceston City, and what was that experience like? Uh, I mean, it was it was cool. Like it was it was cool. I guess you know, like it, it's good and bad. Like wherever you go, but 
let's be frank though. I, I, I gave you the rundown of everything that was good and bad yeah. from my experience, right? Yeah. Yes. You did. Just to let me. everyone know. You did. You did warn me, but like the problem was the year after you left, they had like that really good year with like, mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. where they finished like maybe top four or something. And so it seemed like it was getting better, but I guess like, I got there and there was a new board, a new president. Like it was a complete turnover. Mm, and then, mm. our, and then our coach quit a week before the first game or got fired. Wait, did you know which one it was? Did he get, did he quit or did he get fired? I think it was a little bit of both. Interesting. But man, this dude, this dude was like, he was a nice, nice fellow, probably a great father, great husband, but man, he, he was old school, bro. Like we would just turn up and like run. Like we didn't yeah. even like touch the ball some days. And I was just like, well, this is, this is awful. I hate running, dude. Like I, it's the worst. You know, yeah, like and it, like I didn't fly across the world to just to just do laps at practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so know, what but, else? You worked you worked part time too. I worked part time. So what did you do? Yeah, I had like I had like three different. So I started. I worked in um, I worked in like a food factory, and I I, met, I had to go into a freezer that was like negative degrees. Man, I had to have a freezer suit on. Oh man. And I had to like have a list and I would grab stuff off the shelf and it would be so cold, bro. I'd be in there like, like, writing, like writing stuff down. Oh, Do you have a picture of this? No, nah, I don't. I never, uh, like, the, allowed, like, the job was like, it, there was no interaction with anyone. Like you weren't allowed to, everyone, I don't know, dude. It was, it was just like a weird job, man. Did you, like, did you have to lay bricks? Brick no, nah, I didn't like, have to know? lay bricks. Honestly, I think the freezer was better than laying bricks. Cause that, well, that's how long did you last at the freezer? I did it for about three weeks. Well, I lasted, I lasted a week at the brick lane. So yeah, it was a li- just a little bit better, not by much, <laughs> but it was a little bit better. And then I, um, and then I started picking berries, dude, like in the farm. Many people, have- many people do this. I was like, I was in a really weird phase where I was like, I don't really know. Like maybe I'll want to stay out here another year. So I was like, I might as well start working towards my visa, like for next year, like just in case that's kind of how mm. I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. I did that for a week. That was awful. Like that was <laughs> We've yeah, mentioned what kind before, of berries but, were you picking? Uh, but I don't even remember how the pay worked. Like, it was like you picked like a like a little like it's by the bucket, isn't it? No, it was it was uh, raspberries, and it was in like what you buy at the store, like those little boxes. Like, I don't know, I don't even know what they're called. Okay. But, and I think it got paid. It got paid by the crate, but if you picked like bad yeah. ones, they would like dock it from your pay. Oh my yeah. god! This is so, incredible. Like, wouldn't even, like, incredible wouldn't even insight. <laughs> <laughs> this is it sucked, we, man. we've mentioned this but you have to do like for to get a second year visa in australia you have to do 90 days of um either agricultural or something <laughs> you you have to do like one of these types of jobs and so yeah. many foreigners end up picking berries or like picking grapes or picking apples yeah, and like, if you do 90 days you get the rest of the year free you, you yeah you, you can do you get a second year visa, but you can do anything else in, yeah. in those days. Like you can work somewhere else. Yeah, I did that for like a few days, and I was like, man. <laughs> so you you lasted three weeks at the at the freezer, and then you lasted a couple days at the berry picking. Yeah. What was next? And then I started painting. That's when I got uh, with Rob Murray. Oh, uh, he started with the stroke with the paintbrush. Yeah, painting, which was cool. I mean, that was way better because there was one kid on the team who's one of my good friends now, Dan Smith from England, who I think now he, he like lives there, and another kid named Shane Cartwright. Yeah, I don't know, I maybe you know that mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Played he was like him. an older guy, and he was really cool to me because he played, grew up in like an English academy and stuff. Like, 
you know, he was, he's one of my good friends. That was cool. And did that. I mean, that was all right. Like that, that was a grind though, man. Like getting up at like, I think I started at like 7am. Like I'd get up at like 530 because like the only time I could talk to my family my parents and like my siblings and stuff was before work because of the time change. And you don't have your phone at work because it means work and I need the job. So I was like, I'm not going to be an idiot. So that was, that was a grind, dude. Like I'd go get up 5.30, talk to my family, go paint houses and then go to the gym or, and then like go to training where we got like, we started getting like eight players. I think one day we had six players at training. And you know, the Tasmanian winters, bro, they are no, they're no joke. Even though it doesn't snow, it is cold. It is cold. Cause it's just always windy and it's always rainy. Always. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible, man. And, but I mean, it was, it was all right. Like, like the club like didn't pay me on time and stuff which was kind of like annoying like they said I was gonna end up coaching like two days a week and I never even ended up coaching like yeah so it kind of just goes into like you can't always take uh this was a word of mouth I'm I'm assuming yeah it was 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 even in my contract that I was gonna coach like two days a week interesting yeah. And so it just got like really, I don't know. They were just so like dysfunctional and like disorganized and like we didn't even have like training kits. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think I got, I didn't get like any gear. Like I got like, I don't know. It was just, it just wasn't like ran right, I guess is a, the yeah. best way to put it. Very unprofessional. Yeah. Very unprofessional, which was weird because like the NPL over there is like the media and everything's like amazing. They had like team of the week and stuff. You know, and I, you can, I got I mean, on the team of the week. I got on team of the week a couple of times, which was pretty cool. Most of the games are are streamed too, so you can get like good highlights at least. Yeah, like yeah, the media coverage you, and stuff is like awesome. To be honest, how did you feel about the um, the level and then the style of play in in Tasmania? Like, how would you describe it? Um, I think like the Devonports and like maybe South Hobart at the time were like they were like they were a decent level. You know, they mm-hmm. weren't they weren't amazing, but like. They were probably like a maybe like a division two school like type level. And then um the style was just really weird, man. Like it pretty similar. It would say it was like a mix of like an American style. Like they were big on like fitness and like long balls and you know, getting stuck in and working hard, which was like no problem to really like adapt to, but I don't know. I'm not a big fan of like just lumping it. Like we would just kick it forward and like just chase and you know. But, Some route one. <laughs> So yeah, you, it was you got a new coach. Like how, how was the new coach? Where was yeah, he from? He was, good. he was an awesome, awesome dude. He was from Tasmania. Okay. He was like, he was like a lifer at the club and stuff. Like really nice guy. Like he, he honestly, like he kind of kept me there for a little bit. Like he looked after me. Like he, he tried his best to like make sure that I was doing all right. Like I told him about how I wasn't getting like paid on time and he would like talk to the board and stuff for me. So like, in terms of like treating me individually like he did i think he did a good job like he did what like he tried his best you know these are the these are the things like even in situations where they're not that great i feel like there's always you do always find like a few people that are like good-hearted and you you stick in touch with afterwards and it kind of makes the whole situations worth it in a way you know yeah i mean i have i made some pretty good friends down there too like i had a a pretty i had a really good like life experience there not so much football but like life in general there was like was pretty i was pretty cool pat's a pat's a bit of a pat's a bit of a card shark and i do remember that they have a a casino down there (laughs) were you were you were you frequenting the casino i played 
I played one time and I won seven. I won like seven hundred bucks. That was it. I swear to God, played one. Played time. one time, won seven hundred, wow. and you shut him out. Yeah, it was like. Man. It was um. It was the night we had like uh, the club party, and it was at the casino. So mm-hmm. like we partied. Up, we was upstairs, and then after I came down, I played till like two in the morning, and I won like seven hundred bucks. Good on you, mate. I know it was nice, man. Yeah. Should have. I should have just went there for work <laughs> instead of. <laughs> did you Did you bring back yeah. uh, any, Did you bring back any lingo? I said mate for like another two months, and then once I realized I was the only yeah, one saying it, and I felt silly, so I was like, like Brecky. Yeah, Brecky's a, Brecky's a good one. Froffies for beer. Froffies. I forgot about that. Oh, shout. Like, that's a, good, that's a good shout. It's your that's shout a good shout. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I actually say that's a good shout a lot. Yeah, that doesn't sound too... That sounds like a bit English, too. So I think it's kind of like... You don't sound too out of place. Yeah, mm. yeah. Exactly. So Australia is, again, it's not exactly what you're looking for. So... Yeah. Were you, were you at this point, were you still thinking like, no matter what, I'm going to make it to like, I'm going to make that jump? Or was there a part of you that was starting to second guess? And um, um, you were I'd like, say a little bit of both. I was exploring like all options. I was actually talking to a team in New Zealand over there. So they have a top tier that runs from September to May. So I was mm-hmm. actually talking to a team and they were saying like, well, after your season, you know, you can like come on trial. Mm. And I was like, you know, that'd be, they were telling me the money and stuff. And it, I mean, it was pretty decent for like, you know, an apartment, like coaching, playing, train, like four mornings a week or something like that. Games on the weekend. It's on TV there. And that was like really appealing. And then that's when I, that's when I came across, I just got lucky. Honestly, like I saw a tweet from like this guy named Matt Driver that he was starting the Philadelphia Fury in Nisa. And I shot, I shot him an email and sent him my highlight tape and he, he answered and like, we had a phone call and then like rest is history. And then that was a weird part though, because so I sent him my, video and then he called me and he was like ah like i don't know man like obviously you're a good player because you've been to sweden and australia and i'm not kidding like i begged this guy to give me a contract i was like please like i'm so unhappy here like i just want to come home like i just want to play in the states like please (laughs) i was like i will do anything you ask man like anything i was like i'll run through a wall i'll bust my ass like i don't care and then he's like okay like let me think about it so then he sent me an email and was like, hey, buddy, like, we're going to offer you a contract. And I was like, I was hype. I was like, all right, nice. So I was like, I can get out of here, like, ASAP. And then I'm like, wait, and then a week goes by, and I still haven't heard from the guy. And I'm like, all right, like, what's going on here? So this is, like, around June. And then I tried to call him. He didn't answer. So I give it a couple of days, call him again. He didn't answer. And I was like, all right, like, what is going on? So now it's, like, end of June. I'm like, okay, like, this is getting kind of worrisome. Did I just get, like, ghosted? I get told I was getting my first like you got catfish contract and yeah. now he just and now he just goes off the radar so then I was like I was like you know what I'm just gonna call this guy like in the middle of the night like maybe he'll have his phone on ring so I called him in the middle of the night it was probably like 3 a.m U.S. time and he picked up and was like hey buddy like sorry I'm sleeping like I'll send it to you and then like wow. the next morning he the next morning I got the contract and I I hey, wow I didn't know this I didn't know this story yeah, I printed it out on, a, I think it was a Wednesday or maybe a Thursday, and I left on Sunday. This was like mid-10 to July. Wow. Yeah, so persistence. This is, love this. Persistence. This is a bunch of shit right here. So this is like, care, I mean, the, the title of this this episode is Be Your Own Agent. So, Pat, you were, you were going, you were pulling all the tricks. You called this guy in the <laughs> middle of the night. 
Yeah, no. I was a little worried about that one because I was like, okay, I might piss him There's off. no turning back about that. There's How no long did you stare at your phone and like the numbers up and you like, <laughs> you like your thumbs like hovering around <laughs> it, you know? Yeah, it was like, it was a good 20 minutes. It was like Sunday after, it was like Sunday in Australia. So it was like Sunday, like middle of the night, you know? I can't remember what it was, but. but so this guy tweeted that he's starting a club and you, yeah. you cold emailed him. Cold emailed him. And he, he did, he answered you like pretty he soon. Answered. Yeah, I still have the emails on my phone. I still like, sometimes I look at them from like time to time because I just find it like wild. That is and wild though. He, is. He, so he actually, he looked at my video and then sent me like an interview. And I remember typing out this interview and I probably took like an hour and a half to respond to this. Cause I was like, it was like pretty like important questions. It was like, you know, it was like, I'm not just like worried about you as a player, but like, how are you as a person? Like what experience can you bring? You know, it was a pretty like, but you weren't even asking for a trial. You were asking for a contract. You said, you said, bring it home. Yeah, pretty much. Like he, he was not really into trials. Like he's that man knows talent though, dude. Like we had some good players there. So. I don't know what it, I wish that dude had money to run a club, but. And, and, and how was it that like, was the club okay with you leaving uh, Australia yeah. so soon? Yeah, that was cause dude, we were like, we had a really, we won like four games in a row and like, we were doing like, okay. And then like, and then I don't know, dude, like it's NPL, man. Kids just stop showing up. Like kids stop caring. Like kids are more concerned about where they're going to go get their drink after the game Saturday night, going to what is it? Star bar or whatever it is down there. I think that is what it is. Uh, I mean, yeah. like, and that was cool. Like, I get it. You know, they're, they have a different mindset than I do. So that was tough to adjust to, but they were, they, I mean, I called, I didn't, I, I was pretty much, I was, I didn't handle it. Right. I call, I called them and didn't even like, sh I think we had training on Tuesday and I called them Wednesday and said like, Hey, I'm done. And then they, then, then I sat out, I didn't play the game on the weekend. Then I left Sunday. Well, maybe, maybe we could have handled it a little better. I don't know. It's like, it's whatever. How did that work out? How did that work out with the Fury? Were, were, did they give you your, them your player pass? Was there any issues with yeah, that? Yeah, so I just, release? no, because I was technically amateur. I was Australia. I was technically an amateur, even though I was getting mm -hmm. paid. Mm -hmm. I was technically listed as an amateur. And as an amateur, you can go from amateur to professional. Like, it doesn't matter. I was, okay, was, so I was in the summer. The Philadelphia Fury was so, considered professional. Yeah, exactly. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So then you, so you, do you go right into preseason with the with the Fury? Yeah, so I was home. I got home end of July. I was home for like two and a half weeks, and then I went to the beach for a couple of days with my family in Delaware, and then from there I went to Philly, and I was right in the preseason. And and how was that? Like, did you did you feel like you were a professional? Did you feel like you made it during that preseason? Um. Not really. I mean, I was like really hungry, dude, because I saw the schedule and I saw that we were playing Detroit City, the first game at Detroit City. So I was like, oh, I got to start that game, you know, like mm -hmm. they get 8000 people. I was like, I have to start this game. So but it was an adjustment. Honestly, man, like I went from training two times a week to training every six days a week in the morning. Which was like that was a honestly like a pretty big adjustment in the first like two weeks. And how did your Just, body like, adapt to body. that? Oh, it was tough at first, man. I was getting a lot of pain, like, in my lower back and stuff from, like, you know, but, I mean, it just well, happened. Honestly, donuts. I just, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that didn't help. <laughs> that didn't help. But it was it was definitely tough on my body. But, I mean, preseason stuff on your body regardless. So, yeah, you just kind of had to – I just pushed through it. But it was cool, man. We had a lot of good players there, honestly. Like, the the level there, that was a great – 
compared to Sweden, Australia like blew it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Kyle that, Newell was there, right? Huh? Kyle Newell. Yeah, yeah. Kyle yeah. plays me on the Michigan Stars. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he he was here. He actually stayed with me for uh, two nights here, and he was on trial. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a good player. He's our captain. Yeah, he's a good player. It's a small world. Yeah, no, it's it's world. We've spoke about it before, but it really is. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, Patty, yeah. so you 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 did. Uh, there was a little hint, I think, before the water break. So what happened in Philadelphia Fury? Yeah, man. So, so we got there. Like first, we didn't even have training kits. Again, I'm like. Ugh. I'm in an apart. I'm in a three bedroom with six like, guys. I don't get a training kit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's annoying, man. Like, well, I don't have to bring my. I shouldn't have to bring my own clothes to training. Not the not a professional. I shouldn't have to bring my own swimsuit to train. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, yeah. So it was like the same. I got there and it was like a three bedroom apartment with six guys. I moved into the living room, and we trained oh. at. We train like this is one. I first I thought it was okay. I was like, okay, like I can deal with this. Like, then we trained. We didn't even like have like a facility. Or we trained like on a baseball field, but on the outside of the baseball field. <laughs> like, it sounds like wreck. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even Came like we were training in the outfield of like nice grass. Like we were on like the outside of the baseball field. Wow. Okay. So we played our first game against Detroit City, and we lost one nil, and then. And then I guess so. Then we had a game that next weekend, and they and they canceled it for some reason. I don't know. It was weird. Like they can't. That's when you kind of knew that something was going on. It was supposed to be our first home game at like Franklin Field, which I guess probably costs like ten k an hour. It's like a sixty thousand person stadium. Wow. You know, like we were renting. The guy was renting that out. Hmm. So, and then and then after that, we went to Miami. And we, I mean, do we? Got, I'm like embarrassed to talk about it. We got like thumped eight one. It happens. I, I got thumped eight one in Australia, so it is what it is. Man, like that, but those, that team was nice, man. Like you see, like a lot of those dudes are playing like USL, like at Dario. I don't even know his name. Some kid named Dario Suarez and like Martinez who played for like FC played for FC Tulsa this year, and they made playoffs. Like they had a kid named like Dylan Mares who like played for El Paso, who just lost in like the. I think the conference finals of USL. So like they, they were legit, man. Like that was a legit team. And so you get you get thumped eight one, and then you get you get hit with a some some developing yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, so I turn up to training on like Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember. And um, you, everybody's like the coach isn't there, and like the other coach isn't there, and like I don't know. It's just like you have like this weird, feel, you know, like just your intuition is like, okay, something something's going on. Like something's not right. And we get there, and then, like, he finally turns up, and he brings us all in, and he's like, guys, like, I, I hate to tell you this, but, like, we're suspending, like, operations until further notice. Oh, man. It's like, I, mean, I know it was a bad loss, but goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, talk about being, like, at an all-time high, like, playing in front of, like, 8,000 people at Detroit City, and then, like, two weeks later, you're at – I was at the biggest low I've ever been, like, in my career. And this is, like – this is right after two contracts that you 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 pressed through and, like, made the best out of, and then yeah. you finally, like, a full-time professional yeah. playing, and you said the best level you had so far, and it just gets taken away from you. Yeah, something that I can't control. Like that sucked. Like that was, that was brutal, man. Like that literally, that actually like hurt in my stomach. Like driving back, I felt like just in such a limbo. I was like telling myself, like, man, I should have just stayed in Australia and just worked and made made money and like. But 
and then so then it was like we got told we're still gonna train and stuff and then like obviously we didn't train like we were supposed to get paid that friday we didn't get paid that friday and it's like oh my god like you still waiting for the are you still waiting for that friday <laughs> not actually they do owe me some money but they owe me one they owe me one i got paid like twice a month they owe me one one check still wow okay yeah so then um yeah then we met with the league and everything and we got like uh was it a compensation package or something mm-hmm. the league. and then um from there so that's that was like two weeks later so i was literally living in jersey slash philly like just hanging out and like going for runs like juggling the ball off the wall like kind of wondering like what is going on <laughs> what is life yeah like didn't know what to do and like the transfer window was like closed like usl rosters were frozen so it was like and then i just kind of i signed my release and i just i messaged the michigan stars on instagram again i get lucky and they they give me their number i call them and the guy the owner's like well can you come tomorrow and i remember it was like at like nine o'clock at night and i'm like i'm like yeah like i'm not doing anything <laughs> like I'm so, waiting to go somewhere. So at nine o'clock, you you go from Philly to Michigan. Yeah, so I I pack. I we have a f- meeting with the Fury the next day, and like they try to convince me to stay because like they're gonna fix everything, blah blah blah. And I'm like, honestly, man, like I need to go play. Like I was like, see ya. I literally met with them at like ten in the morning, and I drove, went home, finished packing. I left my house there at noon, and I got to Michigan at like eleven thirty at night. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah man that's crazy. crazy man talk yeah. i mean like seriously though like you're just talk about being able to change your environment on the fly man. Yeah, man. i remember calling my parents and they were like are you sure you want to go like you don't even know anything and i'm like well what else am i gonna do like i need to play pat looks around like yeah, i'm not doing anything <laughs> yeah, literally that's how i that's literally how i was like i was like yeah sure man i'll, I'll come tomorrow <laughs> like yeah, it's like all, you're only halfway across the country, but yeah, why not? Like you're going to a buddy's house. Like yeah, I'll come yeah. through. Where are you, <laughs> Michigan? Yeah, just send me the address. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was funny because as I was driving to Michigan Stars, Detroit City called me because they found out we folded and everything, and they wanted me to come in. So I actually came to Michigan Stars first, and this is kind of where it goes in with like being your own agent. Is you know, we were talking like numbers and stuff because they were joining NISA in the spring. They were playing NPSL Members Cup right now, mm-hmm. which is technically still amateur, but we were still like talking contract and stuff. And I and I just I was here for a day and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go check out Detroit City first. So I went there and like pretty much had like a one day trial and like I did well. And they were like, yeah, like we want you to play with us for the rest of the season. So they go to register me and I find out because I'm going from professional to amateur, I can't I can't play in a game for 30 days. 30 days there it is 30 days man that was the roughest month i think just all in all from philly being broke to that was like the absolute like i think the lowest point i'll probably ever get to in my career no doubt that's, all. that's interesting it was 30 days because yeah, when i went from mongolia to germany i had to wait six months six in months. the last game yeah oh wow that's brutal maybe yeah, america's just it, different and, in the in the FIFA system, you can't get released until if you don't sign in the transfer window, you have to wait six months from your last professional game, and then you're technically like there's no strings oh. attached anymore. But did you you did you go from like professional to professional though? Because professional to amateur, it's like a thirty day change. I think that's probably the difference. I mean, it was Oberliga, so it's it's. I thought it was oh, amateur. I don't know. That's still amateur. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah, that's weird. Either way, though. So you, uh, what a tough month. So you, yeah. So you no, wait no. 30 days or what, though? Because Detroit yeah, so the, wants to register they, you. Michigan Stars answered you yeah. on Instagram. like. <laughs> so the coach, I talked to the coach of Detroit City. Like, I just told him, like, dude, like, I, I, I want to train. Like, I don't want to go home. Like, I don't want to go home and, like, sit on my, sit on my ass and, like, do nothing. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah. Like, he goes, you're more than welcome to, like, stick around and, like, train. So that's what I did. But it was tough, dude, because, they, of course, they had, like, three away trips during that time. So this was like September of last year. So they had three away trips. So like, and I was, they only had 19 players. So I was the one guy that didn't travel. So like, oh, man. Oh, I'm no. literally stuck in a city, like by myself, like where I don't, Home I don't alone. know. Yeah. Like don't know a single person, man. Like literally waiting like Friday. No, they would, we trained Thursday and then they would leave like early Friday morning. And it's from, so from Friday till like Tuesday, I'm waiting to go to training, like just sitting in my room, like playing FIFA, like, they let me like use the facility sometimes if it was open and like train and stuff. But like, oh, I don't know. Just to, it was just it had to take like a different mentality for me to like kind of stay motivated at that point because I was really like because I was just set at an all time high, man. Like playing against Detroit City, eight thousand people to this, and now I'm like, oh my god, like what was even gonna happen? Like I don't really want to be a free agent because that's not everybody knows like being a free agent like isn't fun. And it's tough to come back once, I mean, like, if you are a free agent, when you yeah. have those gaps in the contracts it's or in the CV, it's hard to, to make your way back. Yeah. What, hap- what happens then? So just stuck it out, trained, and, like, and then I got a call, and then I got a call from Michigan Stars, and they wanted to talk to me again. So I went in, and, like, I negotiated a contract and, like, all that, and then I took it to Detroit City, and I asked, I was like, you think you could, like, match it or like what can you offer and then like i mean tells itself now i'm at the machine stars wow man patty patty put his cards on the table yeah said i want this detroit city can you match it um that's dope though man so like did you ever feel like you needed an agent or did you feel like you could navigate these waters yourself um i I feel like i can navigate them myself like i I look like before i moved here or when i was in detroit city and i started talking to michigan stars it was like a four-day process i was like looking up like the cost of living and stuff like you know i was kind of like doing like the little like tedious research stuff that i need to know like if i wanted to get an apartment on my own or like if i was going to go where the club provided me so like and these are a lot of the things that i think agents do is like not just negotiate the contract but a little a bit of like where you're going to live or, you know, things like that. Yeah. So you just, you took it upon yourself. Like I'm going to do the tedious work and yeah, save, exactly. save money by not paying someone. Yeah, man. I mean, I, and I don't trust, a, I don't trust an agent. Like I've just heard like nightmare stories where it's like, I'd rather just be in control and like, you know, if it's a bad decision at the end of the day, I can live with it, but I couldn't live with someone that was telling me to do, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's yeah. levels to it too. Like you yeah. are, you are a professional. Um, but I feel like, like an MLS agent is a little different in terms of like what they can do for you and like that you kind of need one at that level and the Premier yeah. League and stuff like that. When you, I mean, when you can kind of navigate the waters like you can and you understand the league and, you know, what your self-worth is, it's, yeah, exactly. it's like okay to, to kind of just like do that yourself. Yeah. And it exactly. almost makes it more messy at that level too to have an agent because then it's like you know we're we're not making you're not making huge money here where it's like why am i even paying this guy to negotiate something that i could just do on my own you know 
Whereas like at the MLS, it's like you said, it's yeah, a whole different story with you have sponsors and all this different thing. There's a lot mm. going on at this level. It's almost a headache to have an agent because yeah, I definitely think it's a headache. If sure. Pat, yeah. if Pat got that Frank's red hot sauce um, <laughs> sponsorship deal, then we would be talking to agencies, but right now, right now yeah, it's okay. True. We're, we're still working on it. True, man. True. But definitely. I mean, cause like the, like Sean said, the money is like, yeah, I mean, if you're doing this for the money, like you're in the wrong profession. So like mm-hmm. if you want to make money to something completely different than this. So yeah, that's a big, that was, that's probably like the biggest reason to why I don't have really want an agent. I really like my goal is probably to like end up in Asia at one point. So if I had like an agent to, like, to like get me out there, then like that would be a whole different scenario. But like just where I'm at in my career right now, I, I don't need an agent. Yeah, yeah. Do not scratch your eyes. You are really seeing the most extraordinary finish here. All right, boys, we're entering extra time. Um, <laughs> we, we weren't kidding. Zoom premium, you're not getting a dime from us. We can navigate and be our own agents on here. So, <laughs> Pat, you said um, before we left, you said something about uh, going to Asia next. So, it's is that that's in your your near plan? You're playing at Michigan Stars right now, but like that's your one of your main goals is to get out to, to yeah. Asia. Yeah, probably when I'm uh, a little older. I'm only tw- mm. I'm 26 right now, so I think like maybe when I'm like maybe even I mean if it you know right now I'm, like, I just want to keep playing and kind of beefing up my cv and stuff and my resume and get some good tape and then probably maybe like 27 28 i'd probably try to go out there for like probably for like the latter stretch of my career i just just heard there's like good money out there they like big center backs so like it just kind of seems like a good spot where where in asia you want to go so actually one of my teammates in the fury played in vietnam and then he played in bangladesh so wow probably you know i'd probably go anywhere in asia probably go anywhere in asia thailand would, i mean thailand's like that's like england over there that's a football country so like that would be yeah. probably like that's Eddie, like we're gonna country. we're gonna talk off the record later but um we, we'd <laughs> like to meet this uh this uh connection of yours as well yeah <laughs> all right maybe so we we're can talking, start. We're, we're talking southeast asia mongolia is off the off the mongolia off. is off that's <laughs> that's north asia <laughs> maybe no, we can hear, maybe we I can all get on that. a team we can all get on a team oh, out there there we go yeah, that would be sick. You two as a center back pairing? Oh, man. Yeah, it'd be nice. I'm here for that. Righty-lefty combination. Yeah. I'll chill up top somewhere. We've heard the <laughs> same thing, too, from people people that I know. is uh, It's better to go there when you're a little older. Yeah, they like older players, I guess. Like more experienced older players that, like, yeah. when you're young, it doesn't make sense to go there. Also, yeah. you know, you hear, like, a lot of it's unprofessional. As professional as some of it is, it's like yeah. some of it is not. So if you're trying to develop as a player, it's not really uh, the place to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to chill Let's out on a beach happen. for. I'm trying to chill out on a beach for a season. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds lovely. But let's 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 uh, let's come back to to the present. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've talked to we've talked a lot about it today, and um, I've even gotten some messages recently about agents and stuff and should people have an agent i think everyone's situation is definitely definitely different but like you can do a lot of the stuff your own like pat you you called someone in the middle of the night you message people on instagram like you may have gotten lucky and maybe some people do the same thing like i've sent a bunch of emails and haven't gotten responses but for you you've done this and and gotten things so it's 
it's not just, it's not crazy. Like you've done all this work yourself. Yeah. And pe- when people say like, yeah, I got lucky, but I also like am a believer, like, cause I work really hard and I'm dedicated and I'm committed that like, you're going to get lucky. Like pe- successful people get lucky, man. Like it's, I think that's just a fact of life. Like mm-hmm. some people find the right job at the right time. Somebody leaves their job, leaves the promotion spot at that right time and they get promoted. Like that's. Would that's you life. also say that you've sent a bunch of emails in your life and you yeah, haven't? Like- I have. Oh, yeah, I have. Oh, okay, okay, good. I was going to say, this is not, this is going to kill my point. Like a thousand. I've probably gotten like five replies, but all those replies have like worked in my favor. There we go, though, people. Like a thousand emails, five replies, but they have all worked out and, and you've climbed the ladder. Yeah. So like you can do that too. Like spend some time putting in some emails and yeah, you may not hear back from 999, but that one person who's going to answer your phone call yeah. at 4 a.m., like, you can yeah, get a contract. Be told no, man, in this industry, dude. Like, being told no is, like, could be your greatest asset, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and a really, really important point with this, too, is not just saying the emails, but you said, like, you create your own luck. But luck is when proper preparation meets an opportunity. Yeah, oh, 100%. You can get this opportunity, but if you're not ready, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, right. Absolutely. If this Detroit city calls you and say, yeah, come tomorrow, but you're not fit, you're not ready to play. You know, you can't go tomorrow. You're you not, go there, you're you're not willing terrible, to, they're going to say no. Or, or you're, you're not, not willing to drive 11 hours. Right. Yeah. And that's a really crucial part of this in this game is you really need to be at this level. You need to be ready 365 days a year to start a season. Yeah, like there's no off season, quote unquote, no, because you're, you're almost at the mercy of the next opportunity. Yeah, if I, you're really true about this and you're really trying to push up the levels and get better as a player, you're you need to be ready for the next opportunity when it comes knocking. Yeah, I agree. Or that you go out there and find it. Hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, it's amazing, Pat. I've uh, we've we've kept in touch this entire time since um, from since Sweden, but it's it's been really dope to see you climb the ladder, especially on your own, man. Just kind of grinding out in these in these different places, and you've. You've um, in turn like helped some people get into into your club too. Like you've yeah, boy, kind God. of repaid favors and and you know extend hands to people who uh, who were looking for it too, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. I actually so Zach, I mean, who played with us in Great Tons out here, and then two other guys from the Fury team. I br- I brought them out here, Kyle and like another kid named Cameron. I brought them out here. Mm-hmm. So that's, awesome. that's, I, I told, I told um, a guy this the other day on the phone um, and he was, he was asking me about like connections and it's, it, to me, it's like the, the emails and stuff that, that helps. But if you do know someone, anyone, anywhere, like reach out, like you remember Joe used to have us make um, roadmaps. Uh, yeah. The roadmaps. And we'd have to like, dr- like actually draw out places that we think we could play put it on paper and then list someone who may know someone in a soccer industry somewhere yeah exactly like that think outside the box and putting it on paper you were like actually thinking about it like more than if it was just you know a thought that passes in your brain for sure as your as your roadmap stayed the same because mine's completely changed man mine (laughs) is completely changed i think that's the point of the roadmap though it's like it's just trial and error and yeah. You think you want something and then something else comes along and you kind of have to ride the wave, right? Yeah, exactly. I never would have thought I'd be playing. I never, like when I was coming out of college, I was like, I want to play in Europe or a different country. Like I don't want to play in the States. And then my mindset and 
kind of completely changed within like two a year and a half, two years. But that's good of you that you kind of realize what makes you happy and what you needed in terms of yeah. footy and things around footy, not just in footy. So like you wanted to be back in the US, so you change your environment. You didn't give up the game. You change your environment and stay with the goal. Yeah, exactly, man. Absolutely. Amazing. Bro, I've I've uh, I've really enjoyed this. I'm I'm so glad we finally got to uh sit down. Yeah. I see the I see the Steelers thing in the background. I haven't quite made fun of you for that, but they're they're doing well, so I can't make fun of you. No, Dylan, we're going to Super Dylan, if we go super, if we win the Super Bowl this year, you're coming to Pittsburgh that night. <laughs> if you're home, you're coming. February I'm, February I'll probably be here, so that's that's gonna I'll, be a bit tough. I'll, I'll get you a flight to Pittsburgh from Germany. You'll come and then you'll fly back Monday morning. I'll answer your call. How about that? You can call me. You can call me drunk that night, and I'll answer your call. No, I won't be drunk because I'll probably have to drive back for training Monday. Monday morning. Good man. See this? This is the level. This is this the is level we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Instead of stuffing face with donuts and sour patch kids, here we go. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know, man. Anymore, man. That's crazy. Look at this. I know. Love it. What what a difference two years can make. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Patty, thank you so much, man. Um, I'm sure everyone's going to get a ton out of this, especially people on the grind thinking about if they if they need an agent or just, you know, taking that first contract before they make it into a place that they're, you know, really enjoying. So thank you for uh, – you've always been a footwork colleague, but thank you for, for taking the official step and uh, yeah. and coming on. I hope, I hope the number of views goes up now that you got me on. I've been hyping myself up, so hopefully I delivered. I can only imagine. I just oh, – I, I hope – going to the millions. I hope yeah. I hope Pittsburgh just shoots up on the cities, you know. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. I, I think we might get a Zoom sponsor too. We went into OT this time. <laughs> we went into no Zoom's definitely not. They're gonna fight. They're gonna like ban us. We're completely yeah. we're completely taking advantage of this system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would people pay for Zoom Premium if you can just close out and just take a minute break? It's crazy. I needed I mean, some water anyway. Why? Yeah. Why would they not want to take a water break? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Seems convenient, if anything. They take a water break. They take a water water. break in the prem. Well, they changed it now, but we take water breaks now on our, on our podcast. So, yeah, we did that this year too. We actually took water breaks. And did you guys take water breaks when you came back from COVID? Uh, We didn't have any season games after COVID. Oh, really? Yeah, it was weird for a bit. We were kind of in preseason. Yeah, it was just preseason. And then we had water breaks, but that was just because of the heat, like normally, like when it's too hot, you uh, they have to. You have to yeah, are they like uh, are they like Sweden where they panic if it gets above seventy five degrees? A little bit, yeah, dude. <laughs> I forgot about that. Everyone like they literally shut down businesses if it gets over a certain temperature what? in Sweden, and it Yo, doesn't and get that hot. Like it doesn't get New York hot ever. And they get paid like two and a half times the hour or something if they work. If they decide to work. If they don't, um, yeah, they don't have to work, and if they don't work, then they just they still get paid. Wow. Yeah, interesting crazy. everywhere is different so patty before culture. before we go we got to bring this back where you do the uh do the outro with us all right so good. you have to just say the last line um we'll see if you know it all right i probably don't know it man well let's see it i know we really listen to your outro <laughs> you've never listened to the outro no, i okay. turn it off when the show's over man all right you just have to say make your own path at the end okay make your own path all that's right. it let's do it until next time, keep moving forward. Keep learning. Oh, well, I didn't know when to go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now. 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 Make your own path. <laughs>
Make there your own path. Is. Patty made oh, his own man. path. All right. See you, everyone. That certainly was. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Thank you.